marketing. Does the very word strike fear in your heart? Do you just hate the idea and don't know where to start with it and feel like everybody's telling you to do a certain thing and you've lost yourself completely and all motivation is out the window when it comes to marketing? You don't like it, you're overwhelmed by it, and yet you actually do know that you have to do it to get your business visible. Okay, you're not alone. Help is at hand. This podcast is an absolute gem. My guest is going to make marketing fun. This is Unsquashed. I'm your host, Tricia Lewis. Engage your detective mindset and let's get ready to solve the mystery of the squashed self. My guest is Lenka Kopova and she describes herself as a marketing therapist. What a great way of putting it. She's got tons of experience in marketing, but she really understands that it isn't always enjoyable. And she knows what's at the heart of that lack of joy. She knows a lot about how our brain works and she's a great believer in bringing you into everything you do when it comes to marketing. So there is a way through and she's got it. She is your guide. Listen. So it is an absolute delight to have Lenka, who is in many ways is a complete stranger. So uh, listeners, this is an example of how you can just link up with people quite randomly if you're curious. Uh, And this happened on LinkedIn. And I just saw one of Lenka's posts and, you know, it's just there was a vibe. And and now we're here having a conversation. Hello, Lenka. Hello, and I'm a huge fan of getting off the vibe and the energy and just going with the flow and you know seeing where this wonderful world can connect us and bring us together with like-minded people. Brilliant. We we are like-minded, and I sense we will find much uh to connect us in the conversation we're about to have. Well, I mean, I'm going to start with the fact that in your LinkedIn headline, you describe yourself, and I just love putting these two words together, as a marketing therapist. And and just just tell, tell the listeners how that kind of works and how you came to come up with that. So what I do is sort of marketing strategy, coaching, mentoring, but I never liked the term coaching because I'm not a certified coach and mentoring. I do use some of the coaching processes of drawing the insights from my clients. I'm not telling them what they should be doing. I'm really trying them to find the wisdom from within. So for a while I was using the term marketing guide. I'm kind of guiding people and I love hiking and nature and kind of the guide felt like a travel metaphor in there. But the more and more I started really have these coaching sessions with my clients, the more I realized that it really is more of a therapy session that we spend so much time just talking about life and business and it's me giving them reassurance about their marketing and me talking them off the ledge that marketing is awful and it's ridiculous and they can never do. Then I realized it really feels like a therapy. It really feels for both of us. Like I have clients cry to me on a call because like the business and marketing felt too much and they feel all the relief when I gave them the permission to do it their way and do it slowly. So, and I am fascinated by you know, the self-help, health and well-being, coaching world, 
I am a huge supporter of therapy and all the alternative ways of getting our health in check. So that felt kind of appropriate to start calling it the marketing therapy. There is still marketing advice in there, but it, it gets across that it's a safe space where, you know, we will figure it out. I will help you. We'll have a good chat about whatever's happening and you will be able to progress with your marketing. And as you said, find a little bit of joy in there. Yes, listen, we're going we're gonna to get on to whether you can actually have fun with marketing. Yes, you can. Lenka will reassure us of that in a minute. So stick with this. Um, and I love the fact that you came up with another word because I also have a problem with the word coach um, and I'm not certified as a coach. I, I have absolutely no guilt in that, I might add, because my life experience, uh, both work and life, is is huge and relevant uh, but yeah I I thought of should I be communication director because that goes with the acting world but then people will think director meaning CEO or whatever so I you know I got into the same place as you and haven't necessarily solved it as well as you have so very inspiring now before we get going and we're going to touch on yes marketing can be fun we're going to touch on you looking after yourself and um listeners and put a little bit of neuroscience in there because lenka's studied that and i anything to do with the brain is fascinating bit of personal development do we look at every single book that's on every advice list or not probably not we'll get into all of that but to start with, can I ask the question I ask all my guests, which is, do you have a personal story or as work or personal life or whatever that really demonstrates just how easy it is for us to self-squash and not show up fully? I think that the first couple of years of my business have been a prime example of that because I came into freelancing of an agency job where I was actually fired because I wasn't good enough because there were some cultural, some culture company differences where I was doing my thing, but I wasn't fitting in culturally into the company. So there was a case made for my dismissal because I wasn't good enough, which is a fantastic way to start freelancing where you're, I was in a new country for only a couple of months back then. I was finally feeling like I've made it. I had like the dream job in a social media marketing agency and then being told that my English is not good enough, that I'm not working hard enough, that I'm not doing enough, that I'm not, you know, um, up with the other ones where I knew what I'm doing. I know what I'm capable of. Just it wasn't fitting in. So that was a good start to freelancing for me. And it really couple of years in started settling in me that I have achieved stuff. I have organized a conference by myself, which was a great success. And from the outside, it felt like I'm doing pretty well. But at the same time, because I was quite young back then, I was 28, 29, and lots of people are looking up to me. And yet I always noticed someone who was younger, who was doing something better, who was just, just a little different, a little better luck, a little focus. They were working hard. But it was always the fact that I, even though from so many people, I would be getting the message that, you know, I'm inspiring, I've achieved a lot, they love what I'm doing. Yet I've always managed to find someone who was younger and doing better. Mm -hmm. And it really took me a, quite a while to figure it out. And to me, I always get realizations in nature. I'll always find a moment of clarity in nature. And I love hiking and I love hiking by myself. 
and I like challenging myself. And there was a moment when I went on a hike, um, the weather wasn't ideal. I was in the middle of nowhere. My phone started dying. It was very windy. I was very cold. I definitely underestimated a particular hike. And there were moments where I was like, I could fail. I could fail like ridiculously miserably to the point of I'm gone. And in a moment, I realized, why am I so afraid of failing in business or in life? Why am I failing of making mistakes? Why am I? Well, because in in business and in life, it feels like such a big thing. It feels like if I make a mistake, if I fail, everyone will laugh at me. The life will be over. And in that moment, I realized, no, it's not. Right here, right now, on this cliff edge, this could be it. And I was absolutely fine. Like I was adrenaline rushing, but I was fine and calm, no anxiety. But then in the real life, I was like, why am I always? And I, at the time I had panic attacks. I could not sleep. I was having insomnia. I was always overthinking, so worried, even though from the outside, it looked like I'm doing fantastically. From the inside, I was just ridden by panic. And from that moment, I started really calming myself down, always remembering this moment on this cliff edge to be like, just, you can fail. It's okay. No one will, no one will say anything. You will survive failing in life and business and marketing you might not survive failing at a cliff edge i love that oh i love the stories that people have oh the world is full of stories that is just beautiful and very visual i was i was with you there on that hike for a minute um and feeling that is such a great way of um putting things into perspective it's perspective really isn't it in a way yeah and the things you touched on that were squashing you the we call comparisonitis ding 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 you know you're overthinking the fact that we're so quick and probably this is a neuroscience thing anyway we're so quick to see and grab onto the negatives and completely dismiss all the thousands of positives bloody bloody blah so it's very very real stuff um and by the way anyone who said about your language you know um you you just in that storytelling the lo lovely phrases you came out with I don't hear those around me necessarily from people who are born here and have only ever spoken this language you know ridden by panic you said I think oh what a lovely turn of phrase so so boonobs to those people whoever they were that said that so we've dismissed them no more self-squashing so uh great thanks for that story I love that so let's get on to this um health you call you call it health and well-being you know as an entrepreneur and there's certainly a lot of places where we can mess with our health and well-being can you do you, do you want to identify some of those and sort of give us a, a general um overview on the things to maybe watch out for there is so much as yeah. a business owner entrepreneur professional call yourself what you want but there is so much that we're, I would say, educated to focus on. There are certain areas of life where we're encouraged to progress. We're encouraged to make more money, to buy more stuff, you know, to do things. And then, especially as a business owner, you really focus on the business growth, on delivering the work, on networking, on marketing. And then we often forget that if we are not taking care of ourselves, be it our body, mind, and soul, if we don't prioritize time for our, ourselves, time to really nourish our heart and soul, then we can never show up fully to our business. We can never support our clients fully. We can never build the dream business of our dreams. 
Because if we only focus on the business and we forget that the priority should be life, the priority should be what life we want to have, what we want to be able to do until, you know, as long as possible. And it was a wonderful podcast I listened to a while ago where it talked about imagine your last decade, whenever it is, it doesn't matter. But how would you like the last decade on this planet look like? And it's always in my mind so vividly because I always say, I do what I do because I want to live as long as I can to have as many experiences as I can. That's my life's purpose. And that's really got me thinking about, well, what do I need to do in my business to then have the time and space to do it, what I need for my life to actually be able to do that? Absolutely. Yeah. Again, perspective. Uh, fantastic. I, and the thing is that we, we, also as I think when we set up our business particularly in the first few years we do get bombarded by huge amount of advice whether it be in you know we've joined some kind of peer board group or you know we're, we're going to every webinar that ever existed or we're devouring every um, business advice book that is in Amazon or wherever you get your books. And all of this is happening almost without us stopping, as you're saying, to think, well, hang on a minute, why, whoa, why am I doing this? Um, and why do I think I need to take on everybody else's advice? And why have I forgotten my own thoughts on this matter? Oh, absolutely. Like one of my favorite things to say is stop shooting all over yourself because there's so many shoots. Like I should be doing this. I should have a podcast. I should be posting this. I should be this active on social media. There's so many things. And we really, I don't know if it's the school system get, that gets it out of us, if it's just our society in general, that we really are not encouraged to listen within we're so encouraged to look outside for external validation for external advice be it from peers be it from experts be it from books be it from research and yet we're never encouraged to look within to what our inner wisdom is telling us what our gut is telling us and to trust ourselves to trust that we know what's best for us and we know that if we have this weird feeling in our gut that doesn't sit well, to not to ignore it, to really be aware and be present enough to be able to say, mm, this is telling me something and I should listen to it. I really should be paying attention to what's coming from within rather than always be out looking outward and looking what my peers and my competition and the people ahead on the journey are doing. Um, and you see... You see, listeners, well, honestly, this is the first in-depth conversation Lenka and I have had. And anybody who knows me will realize just how aligned we are. There's actually a chapter in my book, Lenka, called The Should Trap. So, yeah, we're, we are. We are so uh, I love your expression. Stop shooting all over yourself. <laughs> That's brilliant. Um, so I, I, the thing is, with anything to do with brains and neuroscience, um, it's about, you know, a, a sort of year's worth of podcasts. So uh, at least and more. So um, but I, I totally am with you with that, listening to your energy vibes and all the rest of it, your gut, whatever you want to call it. So would you say that part of what our brain does, if we look at just that sort of, you know, ancient brain stuff, it does take us towards this slight group 
think kind of behavior because of wanting to fit in with the tribe is that would you say part of the deal here i think it is part of us because if we look at the brain and really look at the core of the biology what we are now learning it's kind of the core network the default mode of our brain it's very much social there's like so many wonderful studies that really show that if we're not focusing on anything specific, when the brain is allowed to do whatever it wants, it's always doing something with people. It's thinking of self, of self in relation to others, of relations of others to others. It's always thinking about people. And for us, obviously, historically, fitting in, but also noticing the differences. Like, is it a different tribe? Is it a friend or a foe? Like, really finding our safety space and really belonging it is a core feature of our brain from history so i definitely think that you're absolutely right that part of our need to fit in it's given neuroscientifically like biologically but i still think that our culture plays a lot if you would talk about anthropology they would see the patterns of different societies different cultures that again they then with religion and with politics they force people to comply with whatever is the main ideology at the time yeah this this idea of sort of this kind of battle that we have of wanting to conform and yet hating the idea of not being um, noticeable through difference is a, a, a constant one especially as you'll be especially at the start of, of um, growing your business but but it can also hit you I think this is the thing these things there is a sort of curve at the start, which is a really steep learning curve, as I'm sure you'd agree. But then as you go through, as the years go by, these things can hit you in in dips and troughs and peaks because we're human and stuff happens and stuff happens in our uh, you know, our hormones, in what's going on in the world, in our personal life. As you say, it's not like some kind of separate deal here. Um, and trends and patterns and all the rest of it. So, so we could all, or we could just simply have a conversation one day in in a work context, and somebody says something, and you, and it's one of your triggers, and and you thought you'd you thought you'd worked on it, you really did. You read all those lovely books, and you listened to all those podcasts. You thought, now I've got this, I've got this, and then you're in a low mood one day. And that trigger little thing happens and you down that sort of hole of I'm useless and all the rest of it. Does that, does, am I talking sense here? Talking total sense. And I think it's very natural and will happen no matter what. These things will happen. There are so many um, elements, unpredictabilities in our world. There are so many things that play a role. And once you start looking, especially in our just inner biology, how complex it is with, you know, chemicals and electric signals and energy and this and that, how much is happening in our bodies. And then we obviously look at the world outside of us, how many times we're in contact with other people, other elements that influence us. So for me, over the time, the lesson always has been really work on the awareness, just being able to be in the present moment and kind of acknowledge it without judging it, kind of to notice what's happening and just let it be without, again, the judgment and the shame that might often come with it or with the whatever feelings might come. But with all of this unpredictability, for me, the ability to be aware of things and be able to, to allow myself to 
consider and feel through how I'm going to react uh, has been the biggest lesson and definitely the thing that helps me the most just survive yeah. without completely falling into pieces and all the pressures and all the uncertainty coming from the world oh I, yeah again tick 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 totally with you on that and it is and it and i haven't always understood that so like you're alluding to these are journeys that we go on um but you've got to keep aware and press pause and stop and walk back and walk around the block a lot and all the rest of it to give yourself the space to think why am i feeling like that why am i reacting like that why does that always send me into this horrible spiral of yucking etc etc so Getting a bit more uh, into the lovely world of marketing. Uh, right, again, listeners who know me will know it's not my top skill. And yet some will say, oh, no, Trisha, you're very good at it. Uh, but if they say that, it will be because I do it not they will recognize that I'm doing it not in a very obvious way. <laughs> um, one being what we're doing right now. And also my more organic approach to conversations and meeting people and, and just sort of finding these common links and all the rest of it. But for me and for many of the people I work with, marketing as a concept has you're already in a fight before you even started thinking about any strategy or messaging or anything the word itself has put you in a fight so so just give us you take the floor on marketing being able to be fun not a fight <laughs> it definitely been a journey in for me marketing has always been my career but it doesn't mean that I've always loved it and there were moments where even for me doing marketing teaching people how to do marketing helping others with their marketing I realized I didn't like my own marketing and I didn't like the world of marketing I was living in, what I've been seeing from my peers and what I've been surrounded by. And so I can totally relate to people who hate marketing, who really fear marketing, have so many strong negative emotions about marketing because it is a very weird area. It's really fast paced, it's really fast changing, yet it's so unpredictable. It is so, um, there are no right or wrong answers. There are so many opinions and everyone is fully standing behind their opinions. And obviously marketers are the people who could be the most persuasive. We know how to communicate. So we will make you believe that our idea is the only right idea and the idea you have to be following. This is one of the things I dislike about marketing the most. It's just telling people what they should be doing and pretending that I have all the answers. So I have found my joy with marketing again when I accepted that I can do marketing my way and everyone else can do marketing their own way. And marketing is simply showing up as yourself in your buzzword, cliche word, authentic self and communicating to the people you want to communicate to with who you are, what you do and how you can help them. Like in its core, marketing is telling people that you've identified it would be the ideal customer for you, that you can help your heroes of the story, that you have identified whatever challenge and problem they have and whatever aspirations they have, that you could be their guide and that you can take them on this journey of achieving their goals. 
And the beauty of marketing is for me that anything can work. That's the beauty, especially when we come to like digital marketing and social media marketing, the most irrational, random, creative things can work. And I had clients who hated marketing. They could not convince themselves to show up on Instagram, even though they knew Instagram is the right place for them. They just could not stand it. And yet we discovered that they do have a separate account for their dog and they love talking dog. They're just one of those people, they have their own language, they have their own style and they love that. And we found a way of linking that because what they were selling and producing were products that could be used by dogs. And so we brought their dog personality into their marketing and we made the dog actually like the um, image of their brand it wasn't them they didn't have to show up with their face which were something they were very cringe about so we flipped it around and like you like talking like your dog well use your dog as your mascot of your brand and since then they're absolutely flying they're loving it because they can just talk random like a dog like and use that and i really discovered that there isn't anything that wouldn't work there's a thing like there's so many rules and so many do this and don't that and the algorithm was works this way and the algorithm like, no, <laughs> like just <laughs> do what really comes natural to you. Do you like painting? Find a way to paint. Do you like singing? Find a way to sing. Are you creative with your hands and do you do knitting? Do that. Like there could be so many ways of just tapping into our creativity, our passion to then apply it into marketing and finding way of actually doing it our way and yeah. not be afraid that, you know, when we're doing it the right way. No, your way is the right way. Oh, it's very relaxing talking to you, Lanka, because this is this is how I feel. But it took me a while to, um, I mean, I tell the story extremely briefly. When I first started, I because uh, I came from the world of um, performance work, really, either as an actor, an entertainer. Um, I was you know, delivering shows in care homes and at community clubs, as well as, doing stuff on theater and all that sort of so um and I mean I'd had a lot of other jobs as well but th th this was the core of me and when I set this business up which was so relevant to everything I did to do with communication engaging an audience um you know building rapport and trust and all those things and yet I it, I acted like it was first day at school <laughs> you know it's all like, I don't know, because it's business I've, got, I've entered the business world and I took advice on that was so wrong in those early days. I, I, I honestly, I, when I think back on it, <clears throat> but it's a journey, folks. It's a journey. But I was really told that nobody wanted to know about any of that past experience, about me as an actor or any of the observations I had that were based on that. No, no, no. You know, you're a communication coach. And I literally sort of buried this part and I was in this fight and it was took me a while before I realized how stupid that was and why I was feeling so angsty and not right in so many situations. And then I and then I revealed properly just me, you know, um, as just like you said about the dog lady. Um, I got somebody to do, I think, origami, a client I was working with, because it was their thing and they loved it. And it made such a good metaphor and, and all the rest for the message they had. And um, on and on, the examples of this. I talk about finding the, the sweet spot of impact between sort of real you 
real then because obviously you, you need it to be relevant and resonant and the real world as well you know what's going on out there that you can bring into this message but real you has to be in that folks otherwise you're just like a a bland template and 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 you you we feel it don't we we feel inside that blandness and especially now we're like in such a world where no one is just one thing you're not just what your job title and we are getting to the point of we've all had multiple careers, like the reinvention wheel is spinning faster than ever. We are at a time where it's absolutely not unusual for you to change career at the age 30, 40, 50, 60, to decide to go in a new direction and bring the past with you. Because everything is relevant. What you've been through has made you who you are, have given you the journey, the inside the world of wisdom that you have and it it sounds so silly really to be hiding anything from the past and be pretending like that didn't happen and then you're this brand new person with a you know clean sheet nothing on there and it's just like it feels really sad if someone like really feels that they have to be this professional person and i you see it often around that like we change how we dress when we go to a networking event just to feel like we fit in, like, you know, put on suits or put on fancy dresses and wear high heels. And that's why often on my networking events and my conferences, I would be still wearing sneakers. I would be still wearing jeans. I would be still wearing t-shirt with some random sign on it. Usually I would be wearing a t-shirt that says winging it for everyone to know that even though you might think I have it all together, I don't. Can I just ask for, because uh, I can't see it all, what's on your t-shirt? Perfectly uh, imperfect. Love it. <laughs> if you're watching this on video, you'll just have just seen the sneak of the perfectly. So I just wanted to make sure what the other line was. I love that. Now, listen, this is um, you, we're so aligned because um, I was just going to ask you, actually, if you've got any books that you recommend. And I have to say at this point, listeners, that um, uh, Lenka would definitely recommend my book because you've literally quoted practically another chapter from my book where I tell a story about wearing a particular kind of dress to this networking function. And I and I say in this story, and I felt like a man in drag. That was how wrong I felt in this heels and dress I don't wear heels and dress and again it was a bit of advice I took on you know all you know power dressing all the rest of it so um so yes so my book Lenka recommends even although I'm not sure she's read it yet but apart from that Lenka I know you have because you posted recently about books that you've half read and need to get back to so to ask you this question on the spur of the moment is unfair but is there could you pick out one could you? Definitely couldn't pick out one. There are so many books and initially my brain goes like, in which category would you like a book recommendation? Is it a book about this and about that? <laughs> about this? So even in marketing, it's just like, I can't pick one book, unfortunately. No, no I I, no, I, I think it would be crazy if you could actually. Um, is there anything or is there any one that you've listened to or read um i can apart from apart from me but that you that you can point people towards i think a very interesting read is alchemy from rory sutherland because he talks about the magic and he talks about thinking 
in a very unique, alternative, nonsensical. He is um, the head of behavior science at Ogilvy Agency. So it's definitely tailored at business and marketing. But he takes such a refreshing approach and shares some wonderful marketing case studies on when people took very irrational decisions. And he looks at the decision-making and kind of emotions and how we as humans actually work, which is so fascinating. We talk about brain. So he talks about the application of the brain science into communication, but from such an interesting perspective that it's definitely one of those books. Highly recommend the Audible, the audio version, because he narrates it himself and he's an incredible speaker, like a very funny guy. Rory Sutherland, did you say? Rory Sutherland and uh, Alchemy is the book, oh. and I and I will put um, I will put a link to that in the show notes, listeners. And I I'm interested that you recommend Audible. I've got a couple of books that I recommend people listen to on on Audible um, because they're so beautifully narrated, and that doesn't apply to everyone. So again, folks, we have to experiment, explore, um, you know, and some will be good purchases and some won't. I mean, it's life, isn't it? So. Oh. Um, we'll take we'll take that as your now, I've got two questions to wrap up with what myth would you like to bust that's in your area of work how much time do we have <laughs> just one just um, but lately I would say it's that you kind of can't sell there is this feeling in marketing that selling is dirty and you should not be selling and selling is icky to be like, no, we're, especially when we're on platforms like LinkedIn, it's, we're here to do business folks. Like, let's be honest, but selling in a very, say proud, you know, direct, clear, um, but not kind of the sleazy forcing way, but still be, it's okay to sell. That's just the myth, like the selling has to be sleazy. It has to be uncomfortable. No, be bold and be comfortable and be confident about your sales. Show up with your sales messages on LinkedIn and everywhere. It, just do it naturally. Do it the way you would do it, again, in an authentic way. But don't be afraid to sell. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. And also, is there one practical tip that you would like to share, which is a stupid question, really, for you, because you've you've got so many areas that you, that you could apply that to. Should we go with the what should we go with the health and well being? Up to you. Or the marketing. Just give us a practical tip that somebody could say. Right, I'm actually going to give that a go. I'm going to not because you've said they should. <laughs> But because it's intrigued them and they think that could work, I'll give it a go. See what I did there. So I will stick with marketing for now um, because there's been a topic that I've been talking about quite a bit lately, which seemed to really resonate with people. And I was shocked because it's such a basic advice. And it's have genuine conversations that with no agenda at all. Because again, oftentimes marketing, kind of the engagement, it's, explained in a way that you know you need to hook people in and you need to do it as the lead generation and then you follow up and it's very again strategic and kind of annoying in a way that it's overthinking it and the piece of advice practical is whenever you want to engage with someone a comment a person just imagine you're talking out loud to them like when you're writing a comment when you're writing a dm 
just speak it out loud. If it helps, literally have a voice recorder and a recorder so speaking, because it makes such a difference when you approach business, lead generation, connecting, networking, marketing, with again, this natural human personal approach where I just want to have conversations with people. And, you know, I either they will end up being an ideal client or they might know someone, or if not, I will have a wonderful conversation and meet a new friend. Oh, love that. Again, aligned totally and completely. And um, yeah, and and we all, we all have a different way of communicating because we're all individuals. So, you know, I, I've had to I've had to believe that my slightly I you know, sometimes people call me a little bit crazy, but I've I now take that as a compliment, not as I used to when I was in my squashed state. I took it on as an oh my god, what's something wrong with me? Um, and I just okay, they're just recognizing my way of communicating, um, and I more or less do that as you say in in the written word, um, and and you and that tip actually about because I I give this tip to people who. Are, I'm working on say a talk with them you know walk around with your voice recorders just talking into it because then we can transcribe that and then we can pick out some key points and we can put structure around it and all the rest of it for for a talk but that's where your natural in fact even one of my coaching services is literally I do what I'm doing with you now um, as a sort of pretend podcast simulation because that's when gems come out of people's mouths that they if they'd overthought it would would not have done and then we can capture it so listen gems have come out of your mouth all over the place Lanka. and as i keep saying and i'll just remind you listeners this this is coming to you as a first time conversation between two people who barely know each other and so look for the vibes look for the energy trust your gut you know when you're seeing these people on linkedin and what have you and this is what happens you have fascinating conversations and it's been a huge value i'm sure to people listening so um people getting in touch with you just a general point of contact would that be linkedin yeah, the best place for everyone to go is to find me on LinkedIn. You should not have a problem to find me. My name is Lenka Kopova, and there isn't that many of us out there. So I'm sure that you will add a link or something there. But if you just search for my name and you see Marketing Therapist by there, it's going to be me. Excellent. Uh, there's only one Lenka. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you so much for having me. This was such a great fun. And as I said, a wonderful opportunity to meet someone like-minded like yourself. Want to know more about staying unsquashed? Then head over to more resources at trishalewis.com forward slash stay hyphen unsquashed. And while you're there, sign up for the fortnightly email unsquashed. For now, until our next forensic investigation, stay curious and don't forget to show up to share. Oh, 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 oh